0: The reason why people say that time is your most valuable asset is because it's the only non-renewable asset that we have. Every other asset or resource can, in principle, be renewed. For example, if you lose money, you can, in principle, make more money. If you lose your home or your car breaks down, in principle, you can buy or build a new one. Time, however, is something that we can never get back and never can get more of. So it makes total sense why so many of us are looking to improve our time management skills. The idea is that if you manage your time better, you get more out of the time that you have, you achieve more, and you can live a more fulfilling life, whatever that looks like to you. Who doesn't want that, right? Recently though, I've been asking myself if time management really is the thing to focus on. Is time really our most valuable asset? Welcome to Productive Introvert Community Podcast. I'm Mariela and I support introverted solopreneurs in developing healthy habits so that they have the energy to work on their goals without daily routines that feel forced or that only last two weeks. As a habit coach, I get a lot of questions about time management. How do I make time to exercise when I already have a really busy schedule? How do I find a daily routine that works for me when my kids are keeping me up at all hours of the night? How do I make time to work on my own business when I'm still working a nine to five job? Those are some examples of questions around time management that people have asked me. What's the common thread? Although the exact questions are a little bit different, ultimately people want the same thing. They want to figure out how to make time to do the things they really want. Like them, I used to believe that time management was like the holy grail. And I tried everything. (laughs) Time blocking, pomodori, smart goals, different types of planners, bullet journals, scheduling every single thing into my calendar, including breaks, um, setting reminders, setting deadlines for myself, holding myself accountable by announcing things to people that I was going to do something. Only a few of those things actually really worked. And a lot of them actually created a lot of anxiety and made it even harder for me to do the things that I actually wanted to do. Typically time management techniques on their own, they work for a while, but then it starts to feel hard. And like what happened to me and what happens to my clients often is you start to procrastinate on the really important things or you get distracted or distract yourself with other things and drift off. But in real life for me personally, it basically I would actively procrastinate on things and find other projects to keep myself busy with. And then be like, Oh no, I have all these things to do. Or I would end up flipping through sh- reels and shorts and spend more time doing that than actually working towards my goals. Which brings you back to the question, is time really our most valuable asset? I have often say that energy management is more helpful to really manage your time efficiently, especially for introverts, because not every hour takes up the same amount of energy. A Zoom call with 50 people can be much more energy draining than just having coffee with a friend, obviously. So why do we treat each hour the same? And when you're an introvert, if you start with a full battery at the beginning of the day, that thing can empty really quickly towards the end of the day. And that happens for a lot of introverts. So managing their energy throughout the day is actually much more important than managing their time. But I view that more as an approach to how you can get the most out of your time and still having healthy boundaries in place. In terms of assets, I used to believe that time was our most valuable asset, but I don't anymore. Our most valuable asset is attention. For example, if you dare, go to the app usage on your phone right now and look at the most used apps. You can pause and I'll give you a moment to do that. My phone actually has a notification that tells me at the end of the week how much time I spent on my phone. It's very confrontational. Um, So if you dare, and I've had measurements of up to three hours on a single day on my phone. But this actually is very common. According to Aptopia.com, TikTok, Instagram, and WhatsApp were the top three most popular apps worldwide with over 600 million downloads for TikTok in 2022. And it's not only downloads, but also time spent on social media apps where TikTok takes the number one spot again according to statista.com, with users spending about 23 hours a month on TikTok. That's almost three full eight hour working days. I mean, that's shocking, right? Isn't that shocking? If you look at your own app usage, who knows, maybe you might find a couple of extra hours each week. Another thing that blew my mind the first time I heard it around time and our perception of time is something that Laura Vanderkam has said She's a famous time management author, and she made a calculation of when the middle of the week actually is. There are 168 hours in a week. So the middle of the week is 84 hours in. In Laura's case, she usually starts her work week on Monday at 5 a.m. If you add 84 hours to that, that puts the middle of the week at 5 p.m. on Thursday. Even if you don't have an early start like Laura, let's say you start your week Monday at 10am, that still puts the middle of the week at 10pm on Thursday. This really blew my mind when I first heard it because the way our weeks and our weekends are structured, we instinctively think that Thursday is at the end of the week. Generally we think of Wednesday as being the middle, right? But our perception is off by a full day and it's a hard thing to shake because Even when I make the calculation now, my brain goes, yes, the calculation is correct, and Thursday is the end of the week. (laughs) The next time that you might feel that the weekend feels really short compared to the rest of the week, the weekend is nearly a third of the full week. Now, of course, I'm not saying that you should quit social media right now or that you should continue working through the weekend because there's all this time The point is that our perception of time is very different than the time that we're actually spending on things. Our perception of how we're spending our time is skewed. We're often not really aware of what we're actually doing with our time. So our most valuable asset is our attention. What are you placing your attention on in any moment of time, rather than how much time do you actually have? because in actuality, have the same amount of time each day. This shows up in like the little moments in life, like scrolling on social media for two or three hours before bed, and then wondering why you're so tired the next morning. And it shows up in bigger ways in our lives, like someone I recently spoke to who felt that she was going through the motions in a job that everyone else thought of as prestigious instead of working on a future that really excited her. What you give your attention to is what's ultimately going to shape your life. And we're often not aware or intentional enough with what we give our attention to. But here's the good news. Attention is a skill. Focus is a skill. And any skill can be learned. No one is really born with great focus. Although we think of it sometimes as you're either good at it or you're not good at it, there are so many examples out there that show that these type of things can be learned. Take Jim Quick, for example, who suffered a traumatic brain injury when he was a child, but later taught himself how to speed read and memorize large lists of words and numbers that astound people. And he now t- teaches people how to do that. Or James Clear, the writer of Atomic Habits. He had to relearn basic skills like just walking in a straight line after a brain injury from a terrible baseball accident. And he describes in his book how starting with small habits helped him to rebuild his life. So, learning how to focus on what's important for you is a skill set. It just takes a little bit of practice. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone who might find it helpful. It's the best way to support the podcast and to help other people find the podcast. I'm super proud that this community already has members from over 18 different countries worldwide. And that's thanks to you sharing the podcast. Thank you for that. I want to sincerely thank you for giving me your most valuable asset, your attention. Let's talk again next week. Thank you for listening to the Productive Introvert Community Podcast. If you're an introverted entrepreneur and you're ready to thrive in your own way, then connect with me on the frankermessage.com slash content.